Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Hold from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Alcina Lloyd, and this is The Daily Download. Today, you'll be listening to an interview that features Zillow economist Matthew Speakman. In this episode, Speakman discusses the U.S. Census Bureau's latest housing starts report, which shows the number of single-family homes built in September reached the highest level since 2007. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I'm joined with Zillow economist Matthew Speakman. Hi, Matthew. Hi there. Great to be with you. Of course. Well, listeners, today Matthew will be speaking to us about the U.S. Census Bureau's latest Housing Starts report, which shows the number of single-family homes built in September reached the highest level since 2007. Matthew, as you and I both know, the housing market has been experiencing supply constraints, and it was believed that COVID-19 would only heighten these concerns. So how did September become the month with the most housing starts? Yeah, Alison, you're, you're absolutely right. I think uh, there's no question that um, the supply side constraints and the shortage of overall homes for sale has been the single biggest question uh, and story when it comes to the housing market in 2020. You know, inventory is down about 37% year over year. It's down close to 50% in many of the nation's largest markets, places like Salt Lake City, Charlotte, Riverside, um, uh, and you're right, you know, the, the pandemic has heightened that inventory shortage. You know, our measure of, of non-seasonally adjusted inventory is down about 20% from March. And we really didn't see that uptick and growth in, in available homes like we normally see in the spring and summer. Um, but, you know, this shortage of inventory has really coincided with a wave of buying activity uh, and robust demand for housing. Homes are selling really quickly about two weeks faster than they did last year. In some places, it's in less than a week. Uh, So, you know, homes are just flying off the shelf still. Um, And builders are taking notice. You know, home builder optimism is as high as it's ever been. Um, And they see themselves as being able to potentially fill that void left by overall inventory to meet this surging demand uh, left by buyers. So I think that explains the strong numbers uh, in September and in, in recent months as well. All right. Well, thank you for that overview. And let's focus on home building for the remainder of 2020. Reports now show the nation is heading towards another uptick in COVID-19 cases, which is likely to impact the job market. I assume it's safe to say this will also trickle into the home building sector as we see infection rates surge. So my question for you is, do you believe the coronavirus is likely to dampen home building activity further this year despite demand? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, the rise in cases is, of course, very concerning, Um, seeing signals from both within the United States and overseas that are a reminder of uh, how devastating this virus can be and and the impact it can have on the economy, making things just shut down very quickly. Um, 
you know, I think in, in terms of home building, yeah, it's safe to say that the pandemic and rising uh, case volumes will have an impact on the sector, just like it would in any other industry. Um, but, you know, as I mentioned before, this builder confidence right now is so high. And there's a lot of evidence that shows that construction activity is actually lagging behind that confidence. Um, you know, part of that is due to pandemic-driven uh, constraints, things like supply shortages because of supply chain mishaps or um, delayed processing time for permits and things like that. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that there's still a lot of potential and upward uh, momentum in the home construction space going forward, even, even with the rise in cases. Home construction, you know, builders in the home construction in, uh, industry has been you know, kind of constrained by a lot of things leading up to the pandemic, labor shortages, land prices. Um, so, you know, as long as home construction remains an essential service and, and the pandemic doesn't force things to completely shut down, um, I don't think building activity should lose too much momentum going forward, even as cases rise the way they are right now. Okay, let's hypothetically say that uh, COVID does have a negative impact on home building, or it doesn't. Reports have already shown that home prices are climbing due to downturns in inventory, which has led to an uptick in competition, but a decline in affordability. How should home buyers confront the market right now? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is the other big storyline is prices. Um, home prices are rising incredibly quickly. We released our, our September market report a couple of weekends ago, or weeks ago, sorry, and uh, in which we, we highlighted the fact that uh, our measure of home values, the Zillow Home Value Index, um, increased by more in September from August than in any month dating back to November 20 or 2005. So, you know, it, prices are accelerating and you're right. It poses a challenge for many buyers, particularly those who are you know, millennials are in sort of a, a position where they're finally able to, to take the step into home ownership or maybe encouraged to do so by mortgage rates being so low and seeing sort of this market competition, they want to get in there. Um, but rising prices does really, it's starting to really impact affordability. Um, and that does pose some challenges going forward uh, in terms of home transactions, people's willingness and confidence to be able to enter the housing market um, the way that they had maybe envisioned a couple of months ago. Um, so, you know, to people who are looking to enter the market, it, it, it's, it's hard. Everybody, every decision's personal, right? You want to make sure you check your financial situation, make sure that it makes sense to you and whoever else you're going to be buying a home with, if there are other people with you. Um, makes sense. It's somewhere you want to live. Um, and, you know, obviously don't force it, but certainly the, the rising prices is, uh, is a factor that, that makes this decision more difficult than, than it otherwise would be. All right. Thank you for answering that. So we've talked about inventory, we've talked about home prices, and we've also talked about demand. Do you think there's anything that the industry needs to keep in mind when they're thinking about home builders and housing inventory, given those factors and this year's crazy market? Yeah, so I think one, one interesting question uh, and, and trend that's developed over the last few months here is this divide between single family construction and multifamily construction. And, and when I say multifamily, I really mean um, buildings that have five or more uh, units in them. 
know, we're really seeing an emphasis on single family construction. Starts for single family homes are up 63% from lows uh, met in April, which is kind of the recent lows. Multifamily, uh, on the other hand, are only up 23%, and they've actually fallen for the last two months. Um, multifamily starts, for instance, are down year over year, whereas um, single family are up 23% and permits are showing similar trends. So I think this means that builders are being more selective, right? They see themselves as being able and willing to uh, fill the void left by the, the shortage of overall inventory. But given the constraints that they've been presented, um, they're deciding, okay, that we need to go one route or the other. Um, and they're, they're deciding to go with the single family route sort of uh, banking on this demand for more space, maybe more workspace when people are working from home on a longer term basis, and that's becoming a reality now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting development that we're gonna be following quite closely. Um, this difference in construction activity between single family residences and your sort of multifamily buildings. All right. So as we continue to watch for that, as we end 2020 and uh, head into 2021, I just want to ask you is what I want to ask is what kind of housing market do you think the housing industry is heading into in 2021? Yeah. So that's a good question. So our team released our forecast for, uh, for, you know, the next 12 months, which is September to September. We recently released it and, you know, we really see this upward, upward movement, upward pressure on home prices and values as uh, not relenting. <laughs> um, we expect uh, home value growth to be about 7% over the next 12 months, so really strong. Um, in some metro areas, it's going to be above that. Uh, you know, so we don't see these price pressures really letting up. In terms of you know, sales volume, our view is that we think that the inventory shortage is going to start to eat into sales volume, people's willingness and ability to actually transact. So, you know, while volume is going to remain elevated, or so we think, um, we do see a slight deceleration through so the end of this year and early next uh, before a re-acceleration into the spring next year. And these are all seasonally adjusted figures. So, yeah, I mean, the inventory shortage is going to continue to be the, uh, the biggest storyline and the most pressing issue in, in the real estate market. And I think as a result of that, home builders are going to remain optimistic. Uh, you know, there will be some constraints and the pandemic certainly presents some downside risks. Um, but overall, I think that this uh, desire and willingness to fill the void left by existing inventory shortages, uh, robust demand from buyers, people looking to enter the housing market, um, yeah, I think it's going to continue to compel home builders to remain active and put up as many homes as they possibly can. So that's what we see going forward. We'll, we'll see if it plays out. All right. Well, we'll have to bring you back on around this time next year to see if that plays out as That'd well. Be great. All right. Yeah, anytime. Be happy to. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Hope to see you or hear from you again. <laughs> right on. Thank you very much, Elsna. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the daily download today. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on the news of the day as we continue to share the hottest topics in the industry every weekday. With that, it's a wrap on today's episode of the daily download and catch everyone here again.